Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short term plans at uh1.com. Hey everyone, this is episode 14 of Sex with My Grandma. I'm Liv Simons and joined by Ruth Simons as always. Um, <laughs> Hey, Hi, I'm so excited about tonight. Good. So am I. I'm always excited about our podcasts. W- me too. We are shaking shit up tonight <laughs> and we're doing a whole episode mm. on questions from listeners. And honestly, we have had some like sexy epic questions come through. So I can't thank you guys enough for sending in these questions. Mm. And I think my favorite one that we I'm going to start off right off the bat with is how this is a question for you, Bubba. It's yes. a bit of a personal question. Okay. I they want to know the people want to know how you mm-hmm. got into sexology. Okay, so I can sort of tell you half of it, or I can tell you the truth. <laughs> I want no, I want the truth. <laughs> All right. Me. All right, so I have to tell my sons not to listen to the first five minutes of the podcast because they really. Well, we know my dad stopped listening a long time ago. <laughs> Do you know what though? He actually yeah. listened to the one about um, Last- how to spice things up in a long term relationship, and apparently his partner like blew up to him saying she's he's got to kiss her feet now. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> I know she's so funny. She's amazing. <laughs> okay, well, okay, I'm going to start on taking you that. Um, my, my take on sex was when I saw it at the movies, um, when, when, when I was younger, because all I ever saw was two people making wild love and, and, or sex and mm. both screaming, yes, 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 at the same time. <laughs> and, and then age 16, <laughs> that was when I met your grandfather, my, my husband, mm-hmm. um, and of course, I was a virgin at the time, <clears throat> and a child bride, and a child bride. We and married yeah. <laughs> married on my eighteenth birthday, which I think is so romantic. Which was beautifully for man- romantic for fifty six years. I know. I know. Yeah. And sadly for me, <clears throat> I soon found out that I could never do that yes, yes, yes thing that I saw on the movies <laughs> <laughs> because. Um, I found out that I was one of the 70 percenters of women who never climax through penetration. And oh, not, <clears throat> and no one ever talked about sex in my era. There was very little written about it. But yeah. so my husband and I went into a lot of research together to find out the reason why. 
I, I can only imagine what kind of research yeah, well, you we did. together. We seriously, <laughs> seriously tried everything. I and, love that though. And so that was my start in wanting to know how sex worked. I was I was always interested, even before I even met my husband at sixteen. I I I was always interested in sex and relationships. I was I, I was always this is making a lot of sense no, to me now. Seriously. I had <laughs> I I had an auntie who was very very funny, and she used to um make she was so hilarious, and all her jokes were very sexual. And as a kid. I actually used to laugh at all her jokes and think, oh, I can't wait to grow up so I can joke about sex the way she does because I thought she was hilarious. Anyway. And you've never stopped. No. So in my research, I found out that there were many women like myself who were not aware that they were in charge of their own orgasms. No one ever taught me that. Hence, That's a really beautiful way of putting it as well. It's true. Hence, a lot of women had a lot of partners hoping that, one, that that one would come along and make it happen. And so <laughs> they thought that, the, you know, the, the man on the white horse would come charging in and they'd have their famous orgasm and – and Charging in, so to speak. So to speak. I want to roll. <laughs> anyway, they eventually found out like I did, but I only had one man to practice on, um, mm. that it had nothing to do with their partners. Yeah. So – my destiny was when I was working in a private psychiatric hospital in Sydney. I worked there for 10 yeah. years. I started off as a social welfare worker, mm. and the, which I actually did not enjoy at all. And the psychiatrist came to me and told me that they, there was a course being run for the very first time in Sydney by an organization called ACERT. And mm-hmm. it was a course on teaching sexual therapy to therapists and Amazing. and they said to me we'd like you to go along and learn about sexual therapy because we don't want to deal with it with our patients what a beautiful way of putting yeah, it so, we don't want to deal with it no they didn't they were terrified of having to talk about sex to their psychiatric patients that's literally fate, though, because yes, that's exactly was. what you want to talk yes. about. Yes. So when I completed the course and they sent me the patients, it didn't take me long to realise that most people are not sexually <clears throat> dysfunctional, that many of their problems were psychological and relational. So, right. So when I went back and said to them, look, they're not – They do. some people have physiological problems that – you." You know, you fix up with tablets and things, but the majority of people have relationship issues. Um, and they said, well, go and learn about it. And so that's how you got into that's it. That's how I started. And I, I started studying to become a psychotherapist while I was li- working in the clinic. I ended up becoming the group therapist in the clinic. And, and so when I, I actually, it took me seven years to study psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I use in my room. Um, but I then combined sexual therapy with psychotherapy and teaching people about sex education. Um, mm. and it, 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 I actually love my job. I, I don't see it as a job. I get, I, I, I've been working in the field now for 40 years. I get, I know, I don't see you stopping anytime soon either. No, and I get up every day looking forward to going to work. I know. That's something that I really admire about you as well. <laughs> well, 
you, I definitely got my work ethic from somewhere. Yeah. I'm definitely your grandfather. You are that's for 100%. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my story, guys. That That's how I got into sexual therapy. Um, Love it. And uh, I, feel like, I feel very privileged to be working in this field because there are few people doing it. I think I've told you, I think Olivia should finish her master's and do it as well. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking about it. Let's see what happens. Yep. I know. He, she brings it up every week with me, by the mm-hmm. way. Anyone listening? Yep. Um, okay. So next question. This is actually from a dear friend of mine who um, is over in the UK and she actually just got married <clears throat> to her partner. Yeah. She was um, married for a couple of years, had two beautiful boys. They separated and divorced and she fell in love with a woman and then they just got married in, I think, in the States somewhere. Right. But she – would love to know how to keep, mm. you know, the sex spicy in a same-sex relationship. Because we did touch on this with, you know, um, heterosexual couples yeah. in a recent episode. Yeah. But is there any difference or any other tips for a same-sex couple? No. Or is it same-same? It's same? Exactly, the, exactly the same. Same-sex couples have exactly the same emotions. Mm. Uh, I think women pl- get just as bored in – same-sex couples as women get bored in heterosexual stuff. They and and usually in same-sex um, sex couples, one person mm. does very often take um, the male lead or the female lead in the relationship. And so mm. the thing is that if one person is bored, that's when they need to sit down and look at all the things they can do to spice up the relationship because, like all the issues that happen in heterosexual relationships. It happens in gay relationships too. And and we've got a whole episode on that with tips of how to spice yes, up. And, but do you, mm, so I know that you said that there's like often someone takes on the masculine and the feminine. Yeah. Do you think it would be interesting to see, like sit down with your partner, identify who is the masculine energy, who's the feminine energy, mm-hmm. and see if you can swap? Because I know that everyone can drop in and out of their masculine and feminine energy. We've talked yeah, about well, this. Well, I think some people do. Um, and, and they do swap roles. And I, I mm. think some people like taking on the role of the, um, the, the more of the, like the masculine, the masculine energy, energy the and the female. Yeah. And the same in, in, um, homosexual guys. I think yeah. the same thing happens that, um, and it's really, really interesting because I get spates of people that come in and see me, um, and I think it's because they all refer me at the time. Like I might get a whole group of lawyers or I might get a whole group of nurses or something. <laughs> right at this moment in time, I'm seeing a whole group of gay male couples <clears throat> who've got all – And she's, book- she's booked out, by I, the way. I am. She's high demand. I am. But I'm totally- I, it's quite interesting how many male uh, homosexual guys I'm seeing at the moment with all various problems – and yes, mm. they go through the same patches as everybody else of going off sex and and yeah. not wanting, you know, getting bored with it and not wanting to uh, have yeah. the same, same problems as heterosexual. So the, the whole thing is is right. look at they but all everyone needs to look at their relationship first. Has something gone wrong with their day to day relationship? And if, yeah. if sex has become boring, look at ways to find to spice it up. Like I, like I um, yeah. stated in, 
you know, uh, in the in other, the other episode. episode. Con- mm. Considering that these this couple just got married, I think it's more of a pre-preventative mm. rather than a current problem that they're having. I would assume they're still this, totally in the yeah, honeymoon phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So next question, mm-hmm. and I think that this is really pertinent, especially for what we're currently, our current climate and what we're dealing with at the moment. But any tips on how to date through lockdown? Um. Well, the only way you can date in lockdown is is, is obviously going online and <clears throat> going onto the dating apps, um, or meeting someone in the supermarket. That's definitely a fantasy of mine for <laughs> sure. You you look at you bond over like going to pick up the same piece of like mortadella or something with your mask on so they can't see you. Yeah. Actually, I have to tell you that the last time I did go to Sydney, I was wearing a mask. And a yeah. guy walked up to me, and you know how old I am, for God's sake. And um, <laughs> he said, "Oh, you do see attractive people under those masks, don't you?" <laughs> Honestly, you get picked up more than I do. That's not true. It's insane. It is true. Uh, you get picked up by a bloody Uber driver. <laughs> Everyone wants to take you on dates. Yeah, just, that's because I tell them I'm a sex therapist. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great line. Maybe I should go back. No, it's, it's a great line. Uh, but this guy. I said to the guy, you know why you see great people under these masks? Because you can't see their wrinkles. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. So tips for dating um, while you're in lockdown. lockdown. It's it's really meeting people online and and just chatting to them because, as I've said to you before, that the the Mm. chase is so much more exciting than the catch. And if, if you can't get out to meet people, and you get to know mm. them and talk to them and chat to them, you might meet somebody quite wonderful that you wouldn't meet under normal circumstances. Um, but- yeah. I actually, I recently deleted all the apps because my psychic friend told me that it was lowering my vibration, so I'm off them now. Okay, and that's good because if, if, if I talk, if, if we talk about how to – because somebody else sent an, another uh, question in and they said tips on easing back into dating – and having sex. Yeah, after yeah, after it's been a yes. while and you've got a bit of anxiety. So I think this leads nicely into it that. Does. But before before we move on to that, I just want to say to this other person who wrote in about tips for dating during lockdown, ask your friends for referrals. Get them to put you in touch with their other hot single friends. Also, when you're out on the street going for a walk, smile, look up, look around, don't be on your phone. Like I know this all sounds like pretty basic yeah. stuff. But you never know who you'll bump into in the street. Like I have many a time had a like sexy smile with a sexy man on a street and sexy women. Oh, and the, and the other great thing is uh, take your dog for a walk because uh, more people meet through their dogs than anything else, you, you know. Lester has done fuck all for me. I'm telling you, that's my dog. <laughs> right he, has all, he attracts he attracts all these beautiful people and nothing has come of it. But if anyone wants to get come and give him a whirl, he's all yours. No, well, I'm telling you, so many people tell me they meet people in parks um, and mm. and they get they, they strike up friendships over their dogs. True. I agree oh, with that. But, Just borrow a dog. Okay. Now, Olivia, I really have to come back to something that I hadn't spoken to you about. <clears throat> yeah. I want to make I want to apologize for something that I didn't say last week which was absolutely important about tantric sex. Um 
Okay. Yeah. You asked me a question which you and I get very sidetracked on our answers. Um, no, we don't yeah, get we sidetracked. Do. I don't know what you're talking and about. I didn't, I didn't actually <laughs> talk about the most important thing with tantric sex. You said to me that people have this misconception that you walk around having 24-hour orgasms or something like that. Um, yeah, but you can. Not, not necessarily. Um, what I failed to tell you, one of the most beautiful things about tantric sex when you learn how to do the breathing technique that I spoke about, mm. and it comes from yoga, it's being it's learning how to breathe through the ab- your abdomen, and it's yep. a yoga breathing exercise. But mm. once you master the art, you literally can take yourself to a state of arousal through tantric um, breathing. You know looking into each yeah. other's eyes and so forth. And you can and it's keep yourself at a level of arousal for hours and you can you can actually even start to have orgasms but stop it at any stage with this breathing technique. And then and mm. so then you can have at like a flow on orgasm that can go on for hours. But it doesn't go it, we don't but it doesn't that. go on for days like you think it is. Uh Look, yes. I think if I wanted to have a 24-hour orgasm, I could if I, I wanted to. I think you to. could too. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. But so I, I'm sorry I didn't finish off last week by telling the listeners that mm-hmm. that is one of the lovely things about tantric sex is that you have amazingly deep um orgasms like a prolonged not only prolonged but it's actually coming from your abdomen like your diet when people do have orgasms they tighten up their muscles and you know Mm. women's you know usually their toes point up to the ceilings and everything tightens up while you're having this orgasm but with tantrics they don't they absolutely relax and allow the mm. orgasm to go take a whole flow on effect, and and so that mm. I should have said that last week. So I apologise for not talking about it. Look, we'll forgive you okay. this time, but I don't know if you're going to get away with it next time. You might not be <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Should we do um, how to like ease back into yeah. dating and sex if it's been a while and you're yeah. a bit nervous? And I understand how how anxious it would be for people who haven't dated for a long time. But the first thing yeah. to do is change the message in your head and see that dating is fun rather than a chore or something that's going to be anxiety provoking. So, yeah. but don't set exactly make light of it. Remember how I told you about my friend who was doing the fifty-two yes. days? She literally made it into so much fun that she like every time she went on a date, she like she used to get so anxious and so nervous and work herself up, and then by like date number like. Four, she was like, whatever. Yeah. And now she's dating this gorgeous man. One man only or has she stopped the 52 One man. Dates? No, lucky number 17 <laughs> caught her eye. How gorgeous. See, I, I, do, I think that's such a neat thing to do. But I know. I think we should get her on. She said she'd come and chat to us about it. about it. Definitely. And and the thing mm-hmm. is, is that um, I, I think that I, I always suggest that people join two dating sites because they or they have different people on different sites and they attract different types of people. Mm. I, I often yeah. recommend eHarmony or Elite Dating as they, again, offer different people. Or, 
I think that's for your that's for like an like maybe a different demographic. I personally would recommend Hinge. And okay, Bumble. I was just going to say, but also mm-hmm. like Tinder if you want like a, a, a yeah no, but one. this is someone that's easy into dating. Um, yeah, but you can date off the apps. So, so many of my friends have met on. The yeah, app. no, I'm I'm talking about easing into after a long time. I don't know, and it all. What's well, a long time? All, well. One week. Well, the person that the person that wrote it, <laughs> the person that wrote in said that she hadn't dated for some time. But you're right. Um, yeah. Bumbles is a good one because it allows um, you to swipe right on guys that you're interested in. And I think um, without the guys knowing, I think I've never been on a dating yeah. app, so I'm not quite sure how it's it works. True. So if they don't yes. swipe on you, they'll yeah, never that's know. That's right. Whereas Hinge opens you up yes. a little bit more because if you like someone, they can yes. see. But look, like yeah. what was said, totally different mm. types of people. Look, mm. you do see some overlap yeah. for sure, but but the, yeah, the, but yeah. How do how do we? Okay, ease so the biggest barrier is is your mental one. So you the, the thing the, the thing is to be open to it and see it as an adventure. Um, mm. Be aware that men feel just as anxious as you do. They worry that attractive women won't go out with them as well. I, I get, I hear that in my room, especially if they're mm. balding a bit or getting a bit out of shape. Um, <laughs> every, they, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't they, mean to laugh. Everything that women feel, men feel the same thing. So <clears throat> yeah, that's how I feel after like not having my roots done for the last seven months. <laughs> a lot of people do. So you can also, <laughs> women, men and women can, Forget the dating apps. You can go to meetup groups. Uh, there are meetup groups yeah. for everything. Like you can join gyms. You can go to tennis clubs, bushwalking groups, running and walking yeah. groups. And if you're religious, yeah. a lot of people, of course, whatever your religious pre- preference is, you go to the uh, group of your choice. Um, I mm. say to um, a lot of my clients that to write, and I think I've told you this before, not to go with a list of things or write, write a list of things that you want. Write a list of five. Don't write it and put it on your site, by the way. Write it for yourself. Um, <laughs> write five things. <laughs> write. You're like, guys with fish photos, hard no, swipe left. <laughs> write five things you won't tolerate in a relationship, but don't put it online as a negative. For example, if you don't want to smoke it, don't put um no smoking allowed. You put. I prefer not to be with a smoker. And if you if you right. if I'm if you're not interested if if I'm not interested if no if you write down something like I'm not interested in you if you're not funny. So you put down I enjoy mm-hmm. someone with a good sense of humour. So you you so take a take positive, a positive spin, spin on it when you write. Don't put anything negative yeah. on your site. Um. I also think that if you're easing back into dating, it's often good to go on a date with someone that you already know, yeah, but, like not a complete but stranger. But how would you do that if you've been alone for a long time and you've just – Or just through friends of friends or if there's ever someone you've been interested in. I, I don't think it's that easy, Liv, honestly. I think there's a lot of women out there who, if they could go on a date with someone through a friend, they would have done it. And I and I think right. a lot of women don't have that option. Uh, but if if you do meet someone you like, my mm. my tip is get, take your time to get to know them, and it really is okay to say no if they want sex on the first date. 
Agree. And if they're only interested in sex and you're not walk away, if you are interested in sex, then good bye. Stay stay and enjoy it. So, yeah, I I think that um uh, that it 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 isn't easy. I I don't. I'm glad I'm Mm -hmm. not your age because I'd hate to be doing it myself. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's so fun. So look, feel free to message me because I think it's the best thing in the world. I love. Well, I think. Happy to share. Happy to mentor. <laughs> but not everybody's got your personality, and no. Yeah. But I can. I I love to help people. If anyone yeah, I think it, I, I'd be would be nice if if people really want tips. You're the person to ask. Um, <laughs> Maybe I should start a service. <laughs> start a service. You know what I'm really good at is writing people's messages. I can't write like messages on my own behalf. But if anyone else is like, what should I say to this? I come up with the best one-liners. Like I actually should start a service. <laughs> I do it. Do it. What about what about long distance relationships? Yeah. Can they work? Well, yes and no. So there, there's okay. there's two ways that they work. Um, I I think a relationship can work as long as there's an end in sight with where you know that by at the end of a certain time one or both of you is g- are going to pack up and go where the other person is. I don't think you can have – Yeah, there has, there has to be an, to end, be an date end date inside. You can't have an open-ended uh, long-distance relationship. It just doesn't work. And I've done it and it's really, yes, really it hard. Is. And you're right, we did end up moving to the same yeah. country eventually yeah. after yeah. two years. But mm. honestly, you both have to be 100% yeah. committed. It's really mm. difficult and yeah. I get it. But as long as you are both in it together, you mm. lean and mm. bond over that hardship yeah. and mm. like you just make yeah. it work. It's like all about constant communication. Mm. Well, not constant, but I'm yeah. as fuck, so I need constant mm. communication But and trust. Yes. And if you're on the same page – It'll happen really naturally. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it can but the work. Other, the other but thing both- that, if I might add, is that because I live on the Gold Coast and everybody comes to this place having met somewhere else and meet on the Gold Coast, that if somebody yeah. comes from another country, for example, or even from another state in Australia and they meet up and partner and have children, this is what you need to be very, yeah. very wary of because if the relationship breaks down, and bear in mind that 60% do, um, yes. <laughs> way, to, way to put a positive spin I on know, that. But I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, the person yeah. that moves is stuck in that place that they move to forever because, because yeah, Australian think, law is that if you have children, you can't take them let more than an hour away from their from their other parent. So I've had a yeah. lot of women on the Gold Coast who've come from overseas who have no family here, no one at all, and when they're yeah. broken up with their partners, they can't go back home because it means leaving their children behind. So that there's a lot right. of pros and cons in long-term relationships really. Uh, do you think they're worth it? Uh, only if there's an end result where you do get together, yeah. Right. And and if, if, as you say, if both people are committed for sure. And, you know, the, yeah. the, there are and, people, I mean, many, many Australians now work all over the place prior to COVID. Monday to Friday they, they go yeah. interstate and work, you know, in different states 
and then come home on weekends. Mm. In a way, that's like a long-term relationship because you're actually only seeing your partner every second weekend or every weekend or something like FIFO or other other things. Which some people prefer. Yeah. <laughs> to go for this lockdown, most people are like Yeah, and, so, and it, it's very, very successful if you have a relationship where you only see each other every weekend. It could be, it could be quite successful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think for this person, stick with it, see how it goes, keep doing it until it doesn't feel good anymore. That's all I can say. Like, you know what's right for you. What about, okay, here's actually a question that someone wrote in and I was like, Mm. oh, this hits. How do you overcome the fear of having sex with one person for the rest of your life? Well, I did. (laughs) But. (laughs) <laughs> and I and I actually never saw it as a fear. <laughs> fear fear well, didn't I come into it. I get but it. I can understand it because I grew up in a different era, don't forget. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in an era where you got married and you got married for life. And the mm-hmm. the thing is that when I talk to my young couples today, <laughs> by the way, I, I have to throw yeah. in how how many what? people do you believe? Have a guess. Oh my god! I no. thought you were going to ask me how many people. No. How many people <laughs> do you believe live in Australia that are over a hundred years of age? Because I heard the stats this week. Have a guess. Eight thousand. That's that's pretty good. It, it, it's six thousand. Oh, yeah, Olivia. very very good. Because that blew me away. Because most. Even the guy on the radio said, I can't believe that. I would have said a couple of hundred people. But it, I'm it, spot on. Trust me, I'm not, you're not one. wrong. So 6,000 people, people, we're an aging population. People are living longer. And why I'm throwing yeah. that in is that if I turned around to a young couple in their, say, 30s who are getting married or partnering, if I turned around and said, yeah. Are you committed to spending your life being monogamous for the next 70 years with this person? <laughs> I Honestly, no. I don't say it because the look of horror on most young people's faces, uh, they can't comprehend it. They really can't comprehend it. But that's the reality. That's what marriage is. That's what, that's what it's yes, intended but to be. But people do monogamy. If it, monog- but it people is. do monogamy very badly, Olivia. <laughs> These days they do. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. know. I know. I've heard. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. Okay. So what about someone else wrote in and said um, they had shared. Okay. So I know that we touched on this last week or mm. one of the other weeks. I can't remember. But we talked about like if you do you share your number of how many sexual partners you've had with your current partner. But what about what if you share your number with someone and then, or your partner, and then they don't share it back. How do you, and now you feel like angsty and like a bit off, like the power dynamics changed a little bit there. How do you deal with that? I think it's a bit oh, unfair. I, I think it's very unfair. And <clears throat> I would make the comment that um, if you're not prepared to share back, um, mm. uh, or I would, if somebody said, uh, how many people have you been with? Is that what you're talking about? Okay. Yeah. I, I told you. I, like, I honestly they, mean this. Mm. I really sometimes I think it pays not to tell the truth so as to not hurt the other person. And I don't believe that yeah. women should boast about sleeping with hundreds of men. I don't I 
Yeah. Mm. No, but this person has told their partner and their partner has decided not to tell them their number back. So there's like, I would say there's a little fracture in trust. Well, definitely. And the thing is and that when when people do get together and and you feel that in limerence, in love phase, and you find yourself telling your new partner, sharing things about your life that you have never shared with other people, very often couples, when they fight, they bring out the stuff that you've shared with them and use it like like a weapon mm. against each other. And so yeah. before I shared something as intimate as how many people I've been with, I would be saying, I would be actually setting the boundaries as to why do you want to know and are you prepared to be open and honest with me about what mm. has gone on in your life and can we make a deal that if we know this about each other, we never use it as as, as some sort of punishment, ammunition, like ammunition. against yeah. each other. I, th- I, th- I don't think people mm. even think about these things before they do it, to be quite honest with you. I know. All I can say to this person is I would bring it up with your partner and say that, you know, it would really mean a lot for you to share, for him to share Mm -hmm. that number or, you know, give you some sort of reassurance because I think that's a little bit of. But yes, if the person turned around and said, now now that I've got that information from you, I'm not going to share it. I (laughs) I honestly would think twice about whether I wanted to be with that person. It's it's, Mm. mm. What about? Yeah, Yeah, I think it's a bit yucky. What about, so we've talked about like talking about sexual partners with your current partner, but what about talking about past relationships with your current partner? Well, again, of course you can talk about your relationship, what you think went wrong, um, how long you were together, what you enjoyed about each other. But when they want personal details about, you know, was their penis bigger than mine or, you know, (laughs) or... Tell me what they were like in bed. No, I don't believe you think I don't believe you need yeah. to share that. You can say you either had good sex or you didn't have good sex, but I, I honestly don't yeah. believe you need to go into gory details and and talk about what happened in your previous relationships. Not so less Yeah, involved. I think you can certainly talk about things to a certain point, but I think there are things that, that I believe should be kept sacrosanct be- between two between. people. Yep. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I'm agreeing with that one in yeah. entirety. Okay. Yes. Another question. How do you know if someone's interested in you? Well, I'm going to ask you. You're the lady out on the town. How do you know when someone's interested in you? <laughs> Woman on the street. <laughs> I think you just know. Like I'm but also I get like a a big I can pick up on energy quite easily. And I think that like in current times, like if someone's like regularly engaging with you, they're sending you like TikToks or they're like engaging with your Instagram story or they're messaging you to see how your day was and they make any excuse to speak to you, you could guarantee, you could best guarantee that they've got some sort of interest in you. And I think the thing is like, you'll know, that's all I can say. Like, it's very obvious. If someone's interested in you, they go out of their way to make sure that, unless they're very shy, but I think still even to that point. There's going to come a point where you'll know and there'll, it'll be like a moment, a message, some sort of interaction or energy exchange where you're like, something's here because you can feel it. I honestly feel like attraction is felt on such an a yeah, energetic I would, level. 
that you can often feel that. I believe in body language. So it, so it. Oh yes, we love. So if you're in a room and you look at someone across the room, there's Mm -hmm. if you know that someone's interested in you, you 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 lock eyes for starters. (laughs) That's so sexy. You know, it only takes what is it three seconds to what is it like? It's basically what is it? Um, You're either in. You want to bang them. (laughs) <laughs> or you want to run from them. There's like two, it's like fight or flight. Um, I'm Buck actually, uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to dig something up that somebody sent to me, which I thought was wonderful. I'll see if I can dig it up. But <clears throat> there's that, the other thing too is it's about smiling. If somebody gives you a, a certain smile oh, yeah. across the room um, mm. and and with the body language, they say that, if you mm. um, smile and you show your teeth when you smile, that's a dead certain that they're interested in you. Yes. Is it? Yes. The smile. I also think, you're, yes. yeah, like you said, body language, if their arms yes. are open and they're open and receptive yes. to you, if yeah. they're like little touching, leaning towards you, and we talked about yeah. mirroring before, like if, if you like lean to one side and they lean or if you lean exactly. forward, they lean forward, yeah. that is all. A great indicator. Yeah, you know, it, it eventually plays out because nature has its own way of getting two people together, Olivia. I call and, that the universe. And, and I'll just have I to read this to you because my girlfriend sent me this this week, okay? Because I think it's good. Mm, yeah. Sometimes you meet someone <laughs> and you know from the first moment that you want to spend your whole life without them. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's not where I thought that was going to go. I thought that was so good. So you do meet someone. (laughs) Yeah, and then there's other people that meet you. You're like, goodbye. I was thinking about you and the ick factor. (laughs) Oh, my God. I actually had the ick factor recently and I had to fake a stomach hack and leave this poor person's house. (laughs) I I literally never in my life. Have I held the, felt the ick that I far? I seriously I had a client come in this week and told me that they listened to my podcast and they said, uh, uh, It's oh, our I'm podcast, sorry, by the way. I, I, thought it, <laughs> I thought it was mine. Are you involved in this as well? <laughs> I can't handle this. All right, tell me what they said about, about your my podcast. podcast. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that they love the ick factor. <laughs> that was their favorite podcast. <laughs> oh my! I'm glad that I, I'm giving yeah, someone value to their are. life because yeah. it served me abysmally. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's us for today. That's pretty much every question that you guys wrote in. There's a few that we missed, but we'll get around to them. We'll do another one soon. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. Well, thanks so much for answering so honestly and amazingly, and listening to me <laughs> ramble on about. I know. What what? It was a bit of a ramble tonight. <laughs> um, okay, done. No, I love okay. it. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thanks so much. As always, please rate and review. Please join the <laughs> podcast group. It's called Sex with My Grandma's Pod. Sex with my God, if I could say that, it'd be great. Sex with My Grandma podcast on Facebook. Um, and as always, we appreciate you listening and we'll see you. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.